recently have started dabbling into the carrying a balance strategy with these ink cards. And I know carrying a balance to a lot of us is like a bad word. And for me too, because my friends told me about this strategy like a year ago, and I was pretty dismissive of it. I was like, I don't carry a balance. Like I don't want to affect my credit score and all this stuff. And I had such negative connotations of carrying a balance. But it turns out with these ink cards, it's actually a really good strategy because with the ink Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 41 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a recap of all of the things that I churned in March, February, and January. So a full quarter one recap. And that's because quarter one was kind of a weird month between vacation and getting sick and also just spending a ton of time doing taxes, which as a churner, tax season is always a bit of a pain. But things are starting to ramp back up now. Yeah, there was actually quite a few things, surprisingly. There are banks and brokerages credit cards, some meal kits, cell phones, a bunch of freebies and discounts. So really a little bit of everything. So I think it should be a pretty packed episode. But before we get into it, just a quick reminder that everything that we cover today will be in the show notes, which you can find on the dailychurnpodcast.com. There's also a tracker there, which has all of these things as well that I've churned along with notes and data points and all that good stuff. And now that tracker should be fully up to date. I kind of fell behind for a bit there, but Things are looking good. It's in good shape now. So check it out if you haven't yet. But for now, let's dive right into banks. Starting with Huntington. So Huntington posted for both myself and P2. Their personal checking account was giving a $600 bonus. If you go in branch and open it and deposit, I want to say it was $20,000 or $25,000. But the nice thing with Huntington is that that deposit is cumulative. So you don't have to do it in one go. And you don't have to leave the money there. So what we did was we just sent 25000 over and then we drew it a couple of days later. And I think right on the 90-day mark from when we opened the account, it posted for both my P2 and I in February for $600 times two, so $1,200 total. So definitely a very nice bonus. Then right after it posted, we did their online chat to downgrade the account from a paid account, which is the one you had to open to qualify for the bonus to their free account. And I have a reminder to close those accounts too, because with Huntington, it's one of those accounts that you can pretty reliably churn every year. So definitely want to make sure the accounts are closed eventually so that you can do it again the following year. There was also Live Oak, which was a business checking account that I opened for both myself and P2. And that was a $300 bonus for depositing, I think only $2,500 and making 15 transactions. So pretty easy. The only downside was it took like four or five months for it to post. So it finally posted in February of this year, even though we'd opened it back in early October of last year. But it posted $300 times two, so $600 total. Next up, we have Laurel Road, which is, a, I think, a subsidiary of KeyBank because you use the same login to log in. And we did this bonus last year. And it was a unique bonus because you got the initial bonus up front, but every month after, if you keep depositing $2,500, you continue to get $20 into your account for free. And so what we ended up doing was I just had Ally automate a $2,500 in and out each month. So it goes in and the very next day comes right back out and I don't have to do anything. It's completely hands off. And so each month, both myself and my P2 get $20 from Laurel Road. So $40 total over the three months of quarter one gave us $120 
for not really having to do much. I guess you lose a little bit of interest while the money moves, but I think the $20 more than makes up for it. We also had some DCU credit union referrals come in. And so that was a bank bonus that I did back in, I think, December. But their referral program is you get $50, the person you refer gets $50. And so in January, four folks joined. In February, three people joined. And in March, two people joined. So a total of nine referrals for a total of $450 from DCU. So if you're one of those people that use my DCU referral, really appreciate it. It's always a nice surprise, particularly when like you're in bed sick. But now that I'm fully recovered, I've also been getting back into doing some of these bank bonuses, including ones that require me to go in branch. And so the big one that we just did on April 1st, so technically April, but we can talk about it now because they actually extended the offer, is that Wells Fargo $2,500 bonus for opening a premier checking account and moving $250,000 worth of assets over to Wells Fargo. And so usually that's a non-starter for us because $250,000 of assets is a lot. Like we'd have to compile all of our brokerages together and transfer them all over. But in the case of Wells Fargo, they have not excluded IRAs. And that's unusual because most banks with brokerage bonuses will exclude IRAs. And I'm not sure what the rationale is for excluding. Maybe they don't make as much money on trades with IRAs as they do with regular brokerage accounts, but typically they're excluded. But not in the case of this Wells Fargo one. And so that was immediately appealing to us because my wife has a 401k at Vanguard that sort of just sits there and usually we can't earn any bonuses on it. So we were pretty excited about this offer, particularly after seeing Chuck post on DOC about his experience opening it. And there were a lot of useful comments there from other people's data points that it sounded like it was going to be pretty smooth. So we went ahead and booked an appointment for the day that the offer was expiring. So you had to go online to Wells Fargo generate the promo code, and you have to bring that promo code in branch because that premier checking account is like their, I guess, their premium checking account, similar to Chase private client type things. And so they want you to go in branch to do it. And so we had our appointment booked for April 1st, which is the day that offer was expiring, which turned out to be a good decision because when we showed up, there were probably 20, 25 people in the lobby waiting to see a banker because April 1st was a Saturday. So if you do Wells Fargo offers in the future, just make sure you book an appointment, particularly on the weekends, because a lot of those 20, 25 people were getting turned away because they only had two bankers on a Saturday morning. But all in all, it was a very smooth process. Took about 30 minutes for them to open my P2's premier checking account. And then when we went home, we opened the Wells Trade IRA account. So Wells Trade is part of the Wells Fargo Advisors branch, which is their brokerage side of things. And so if you were just transferring stocks, you can open a Wells Trade brokerage account. Since we're moving an IRA, we're opening a Wells Trade IRA. And that was super easy to do online. And now we're just in the process of doing a 401k rollover from Vanguard into Wells Trade. And so that's probably actually the most painful process because it is very manual. But overall, I think the time spent is well worth potentially $2,500. And the good thing with this offer is that they've actually extended it to July 1st. So if you didn't get a chance to do it before, you now have until July 1st to go online and generate that code. On our end, once I think P2's transfer and stuff goes through, I might do it for myself since now I have until July 1st because All of my brokerage money is locked up with public currently. So public was another brokerage bonus that was really lucrative. I think it was like $2,000 for bringing in $100,000 of assets. And I I did an episode on that 
a few months back as well. But my funds are locked with public for six months. And so April 1st was too soon for me to transfer money out of public. But now that it's July 1st, all the public funds are free. So I think I'll be able to qualify for it too. But yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. And I'll I'll post a link to this offer as well in the show notes if you want to check it out. And as well as Chuck's post and the DOC post, super helpful with a lot of data points there. One nice thing too about opening these kinds of checking accounts in branch is that they don't run checks in branch. That's not true for every bank, but at least the big ones like Wells Fargo, Chase, Huntington, they don't run checks. And so I get a lot of questions sometimes from folks like, how do you open so many accounts? Your checks history must look crazy. I'm at like 12 in the last four months and I'm getting denied left and right. Well, these in-branch ones are actually sort of a workaround to that as well, where they don't run checks. So it's all good how many you have because no one's going to question you about it. And if you're not sure what your check status is, there's actually a website where you can just generate your free checks report so you can see exactly what inquiries are showing up there. And I got that link from Maddie, who listens to the show. Thanks, Maddie, for that link. And I'll post that in the show notes as well. Tallying up the banks, we've got the $1,200 from Huntington, $600 from Live Oak, $120 from Laurel, and $450 from DCU for a total of $2,370 from banks in Q1. Next up, sort of on the, the topic of brokerages, one I just signed up for today, literally like a couple hours ago, is Moomoo Invest. So DOC just posted about that, I think, today or yesterday. Um, but the offer only goes until April 30th. So I figured I'd mention it now in case anyone wanted to get in on it, which is that they're giving you 15 free stocks when you join Moomoo Invest. And so if you're someone who likes doing these app brokerages where they give you free stocks, which I do, I've done all the ones like Robinhood and First Trade and Webull, 15 free stocks is actually pretty good. They value them at $3 minimum up to, I think, $100. I mean, I would just go in with the assumption that you're only going to get $3 per stock. So 15 of those is $45 for like two minutes of work signing up. So for me, the the effort and cost is worth it. But I know some people are like, I don't like giving my social security number out all the time to these little things. And I guess like my argument in my head is that as a churner, I've signed up for hundreds of different things that have my social security number. Plus, Pretty much every mainstream company like Home Depot, Target, Department of Labor, like they've all been hacked. Your social security number is guaranteed already in a file somewhere on some hacker's computer. So just me personally, I'm not that protective over my social security number. But, you know, I totally get it if you are. And this isn't the kind of bonus that you want to tackle. But for us, $45 is nice. And I was reading the comments on DOC and and Sean actually brought up a pretty interesting point, which is right now, if you refer someone, you get two Bank of America stock, so BAC. And those are trading for like $27 right now. So essentially $50 worth of BAC stock for referring. So if you have a P2, this turns into a much better offer because you can refer a P2, you get $50 worth of BAC stock, plus you get 15 free stocks and your P2 gets 15 free stocks. So 30 free stocks total. So if you add that up, it's like $50 plus the $45 plus $45. So almost $150 between two people. And because it's an app brokerage, they also don't run your checks. So for me, it's kind of a a win-win. But you do have to keep in mind that part of the qualification is you do need to deposit $1,000 with them to get those 15 free stocks. So you do lock up your $1,000 for, I think, 60 days. But they are SPIC insured. So even if you're worried about the bank going under, 
it should, in theory, still be fine. Like you'll be made whole by the government. But, you know, again, understandably, people are also a little wary about this kind of stuff after the Silicon Valley Bank fiasco. So anyways, thought I share the offer for 15 free stocks goes until April 30th. So if you're interested, check it out. My referral link is also on the website at thedailychurnpodcast.com slash referrals. Really appreciate it if you end up using mine. Moving right on to credit cards. I mean, the big news of credit cards in the last month, of course, was the uh, the Chase Inc. gravy train finally coming to an end, sort of. I mean, it really hasn't come to an end because now if you have a P2, I think it's actually more lucrative than it used to be. But if you don't have a P2, they have reduced the bonus from 90,000 points down to 75,000 points. And that was supposed to officially end, I think, on March 21st. Like March 21st was supposed to be the last day, but they ended up pulling it like eight hours-ish early. And I know this because I was on a FaceTime call with two of my friends getting them to sign up for this offer because they've been kind of, you know, dilly-dallying a little bit for the last year that I've been telling them like, hey, this is an amazing offer. You should do it. And finally, I was like, guys, let's get on FaceTime because this offer expires today. So we're going to do it today and I'm going to walk you through exactly how to do it. And as we were on the call pulling up the offer, the offer dropped down to 75,000. And I was like, God damn it. But luckily, it wasn't the end of the world. They still ended up applying because what Chase did when they bumped the offer down from 90 to 75 was they also increased referrals from 20,000 to 40,000. So they doubled the amount of points you get from referrals. So if you kind of just do the math quickly, it used to be 20,000 points to the referrer plus 90,000 points to you for 110,000 points total. Now it's 40,000 points to the referrer and 75,000 points to you for 115,000 points total. So it actually went up by 5,000 points. And so I just offered to split my referral with them to make up for the difference. If you have a P2, it's kind of a a win-win all around. With my P2, I actually referred her about a week before the cutoff. And referrals were already at that point showing only the 75,000 point offer. But they were accepting bonus matches over a secure message. So I applied for my P2 at the 75,000 point offer where she gets 75,000, I get 40,000. Then I secure messaged Chase to match to the 90,000 point offer, which was still going on at the time. And they confirmed that they were able to match my account. So after she meets her $6,000 of spend, we're going to end up getting 130,000 points total from the one card. Probably won't get that bonus until April or May, but the ones that did post in quarter one was that I got a Chase Inc. Unlimited that posted for myself for 90,000 points plus 9,000 points from spend in January. Then in February, my Chase Inc. Cash, 90,000 points plus 6,000 spend posted. Then in March... My P2's Chase Inc. Unlimited 90,000 bonus plus 9,000 spend posted for a total of 294,000 Chase points that posted in quarter one. So a massive amount of points. But on top of that, I also had some referrals come in. In January, I had one referral post for 20,000. In February, I had three referrals post for 60,000 total. So thanks, Maddie and my P2 and other listeners for using those. And in March, I had one, so another 20,000 for a total of 100,000 chase points in referrals in quarter one. So adding those together, the 294 plus 100 ends up being 394,000 chase points in Q1. So really great month on the points front. And you know, if you have a P2, now's an even better time to jump on the Chase Inc. gravy train that has just restarted. 
If you don't have a P2, I also have my Inc. referral links on the website as well if you want to use that. If you're not sure how to meet the spend for the Chase Inc., I saw that there was a new offer posted for the U.S. Bank checking account, which was a really amazing offer. So it was $10,000 deposit will get you $600 as a bonus, which by itself is really good. But U.S. Bank has also upped the credit card funding limit from, I think, like $250 to $3,000. And the ink cards are coding correctly as purchases, not cash advances. So that can potentially knock out half of your spend right there. Unfortunately for us, both myself and P2 are not eligible for that bonus because with U.S. Bank, you need to have a two-year gap between when you last closed that account. So a two-year gap from closure date. So that's kind of brutal and we weren't eligible. But if you are, I believe that offer expires on April 11th, which is a Tuesday, which is the day this podcast comes out. So if that's you, highly recommend jumping on the US Bank offer and comboing that with the Chase Inc and knocking out half your spend. And yeah, very jealous. One last thing I'll say about the Chase Inc cards is that I thought I had a pretty good system going for it, but recently have started dabbling into the carrying a balance strategy with these ink cards. And I know carrying a balance to a lot of us is like a bad word. And for me too, because my friends told me about this strategy like a year ago, and I was pretty dismissive of it. I was like, I don't carry a balance. Like I don't want to affect my credit score and all this stuff. And I had such negative connotations of carrying a balance. But it turns out with these ink cards, it's actually a really good strategy because with the ink cards, they give you 0% APR for 12 months. And what that effectively means is that if you have, let's say, a credit limit of $10,000, you're essentially getting a $10,000 loan from Chase for free. And that $10,000 you can use to do things like get that US bank bonus or put it into a high yield CD or really any checking or saving account at this point because everything is returning like 5% currently. So if you put $10,000 into a 5% interest account, you're going to make $500 in interest in that year while Chase charges you 0% interest. So it's sort of like a bank bonus in that sense, but the way you do it is by carrying a balance. And so it took a little while for me to be convinced that like this is a good thing to do. And DOC actually recently posted a, a list of cards that have 0% APR as their introductory rate. And so after reading through that post and just thinking about it some more, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a a no-brainer to do. I should have been doing this all along with my ink cards. But the the biggest concern I had was just from a, a credit score perspective, like I always thought carrying a balance was bad. But from everything I've read online, it seems that carrying a balance doesn't impact your credit score at all if you keep your credit to debt ratio low. So if you only have, let's say, $10,000 worth of credit limit across all of your cards and you carry a $10,000 balance, yes, that's going to negatively affect your credit score. However, if you have, let's say, over $100,000 of credit across all of your cards and you carry a $10,000 balance, then that's a 10% ratio. And that's okay. That's really not going to affect your credit score that much. The main impact you'll see is that Chase themselves may not want to approve you for more cards. So if Chase sees that you're carrying a balance with Chase, they're like, I don't think I want to approve you for another Chase Inc. card. So if you're on the Chase Inc. gravy train and you want to keep applying for more Chase Inc. cards, you probably shouldn't carry a balance. But if you're taking a break like we are, then carrying a balance doesn't really matter and can actually make you some money in the long term. Some people go even harder than this, which is that you carry a balance for 12 months. And then when the 12 months ends, instead of paying off the balance, 
you can just transfer that balance to another card that's doing a promotional 12 months of 0% APR. So that debt kind of just shifts around indefinitely and you get free money to do with what you will, like earn 5% interest. So DOC did a great post on that pretty recently, the 0% APR post, which I'll link to in the show notes if that's something you're interested in. But yeah, it's something that we just started dabbling in and should make us an extra $500 thanks to money that Chase has loaned us for free. On the Chase front, I also opened the IHG card, which is the branded credit card for the IHG hotel chain. They were offering 175,000 IHG points for only $3,000 of spend. So we don't really do a lot of stays at IHG. I've always been more of a Hyatt guy, but IHG's portfolio includes hotels like the Kimpton and Six Senses. And there's actually a couple Kimptons in the city near us. And the rates are actually pretty good for points. It's anywhere from 30 to 40,000 points a night. So at 175,000 points for the bonus, plus another probably 10, 15,000 from spend, you're looking at like 180, 190,000 IHG points for doing this offer, which equals four to six nights free at one of these Kimptons for us, which is a really good deal. And IHG, I think, does the fourth night free as well when you use points. So yeah, it can turn into quite a few free Kimpton nights. And if you haven't stayed at a Kimpton, they're actually quite nice. So I needed a, another card for spend and ISG to me was worth burning a 524 slot for because this is a personal card, not a business card. Tallying up the credit card stuff, a lot of things in motion, but in terms of actual things posting, it was just that 394,000 ultimate reward points in Q1. Moving right along, we have meal kits. Meal kits, we've sort of backed off a little bit in Q1 just with vacation and stuff. We haven't been getting them every week like we used to for the last few years since the pandemic. But one offer that we always do consistently when we get it is the 75% off HelloFresh reactivation offer. And that's a really, really great offer that we get periodically from accounts that we've canceled at HelloFresh. And what it is, is you get 75% off of your first box. And that turns into a really good deal because HelloFresh will now let you put eight meals into one box. It used to be capped at six. They recently upped it to eight, probably because they're like, why would we not sell you more meals if you think you can cook them? But eight meals in one box usually goes for like $150 with 75% off. We end up getting it for $36 for eight meals, which ends up being under $5 per meal, which is sort of our goal for meals since we're doing the whole lean fire thing. And so we got one of those, I think in February or March. And so we had a box come in Got another one of those offers in the mail for my P2s accounts. So we're about to do that one too. One thing I did notice with these new boxes that we've been getting from HelloFresh is that they've gotten stingier with how many of those free HelloFresh box codes they put in there. They used to put anywhere from three to five in a box. And now it's down to just one. So we have one HelloFresh free box code. So if anyone hasn't tried HelloFresh yet and wants to give it a go so that they can join, get a free box cancel and then start getting these 75% reactivation offers, let me know in the comments. Sadly, yeah, only have the one HelloFresh code to share this time. Next up, we have cell phones. So my P2 and I have been on Mint Mobile ever since we switched during Black Friday when they were doing the buy three, get three deal. And we moved over from Visible. And the big news with Mint is that T-Mobile has fully acquired Mint. So Mint was always on the T-Mobile network. But now T-Mobile also just owns Mint, similar to how Verizon owns Visible. And yeah, it's overall been pretty positive because I just got an email the other day where they've just upped the data cap for every single plan. And so our four gigabyte plan 
is now five gigabytes for free. I think if you're on the like 15 gigabytes, you're now at 20 gigabytes for free. So I think that was a result of the T-Mobile sale. They were probably just trying to make everyone happy and it worked. And so, yeah, we're pretty happy with Mint. And we got some referrals in January and February from folks who joined. So thanks for doing that. Hopefully you guys are liking Mint as well and just tallying it up. Let's see, there were three referrals in January, one for $60, one for $90, one for $100. Because the way Mint referrals work is it's based on the tier plan that the person you refer joins. So if they join a bigger plan, you get a bigger referral bonus. And they were also running this other promo at the same time where if someone from Verizon or AT&T joins Mint, you get a $100 referral bonus. And it turns out that Visible was also triggering that bonus because I guess since Visible is owned by Verizon, they were for some reason counting it. Then in February, a couple people joined as well for 45 and 45. So another 90 bucks. So adding all of that up, it was $340 in Mint referrals in Q1. So yeah, super appreciative of that because that basically covers uh, a year's worth of self-service for myself and P2. And it should take us right to like the November holiday timeframe when carriers start offering their crazy Black Friday deals again, which is usually when we switch over and jump to a different carrier. Finally, we have freebies and discounts. So pretty good month for this category because we were able to churn the Target Red Card a few more times. And if you're not aware, Target Red Card, it's a card offered by Target that has three flavors now. There's the credit card, the debit card, and they've recently added a reloadable, like a prepaid card. And so each of those cards, when you sign up, you'll get a $40 Target coupon, which is essentially like a $40 Target gift card to take $40 off of your purchase. And the good thing with this coupon is that you can use it once online and once in store. So really, it's $80. Now, of course, the Target, you don't want to apply for the credit card because that's going to be a credit inquiry. It's going to be on your credit report. It's going to affect your 524. But the debit card and the reloadable card has zero impact. And so you're able to churn those. You're able to close those and reopen them every 90 days, at least with a debit card. The reloadable card is still pretty new. So people aren't sure exactly what the time frame is. But basically every three months or so, Target will run this offer where you get that $40 coupon. And the three-month time frame times pretty well with the 90-day churning time frame. It's like they know and they want to sync the two up. And so in January, I opened a debit card for myself because... The previous one I had opened in October, I'd closed and was now past that 90-day timer. And P2 opened the reloadable for the first time and was approved. I also tried opening the reloadable, but didn't get approved. Probably because the reloadable is run by the same company that runs Bluebird and Serve, which I was shut down from. So there were, I think, just like, we're not approving this guy for more reloadable cards. But P2 was able to get one. So we got a $40 coupon for me and a $40 coupon for her. And you can use that twice, once online, once in store for $80 per person for a total of $160 in free target money in January. Then in March, the offer came around again and P2 was now eligible for a new debit card because it'd been 90 days since she'd last opened her previous one. And so she was approved for that. So another $40 coupon equals $80 at Target. Then yesterday in early April, I just applied for another debit card for me because my previous one from January had now been closed and it'd been 90 days and I just got approved for that one too. But I won't count that one yet. I'll count that in the April one. So it was just the 160 in January and then $80 in March for a total of $240 in target money in Q1. 
I also did another round of the Amex Amazon offer where you spend one Amex points and you get 30% off of your Amazon order up to $100. So you essentially get $30 off at Amazon. And I seem to be retargeted for these offers every two, three months, it feels like. And yeah, in March, I was targeted again. And we just got another 30 bucks free at Amazon. The other interesting thing with Amazon that I discovered recently was that you can link your Hilton accounts, your Hilton loyalty points to Amazon and pay with Hilton points. Now, the the ratio isn't that good, but I had 10,000 Hilton points expiring. My P2 also had 10,000 Hilton points expiring. We'd gotten those free from some promo a while back and we don't really stay at Hilton. So we had that sitting in our account and it was expiring. And I was like Googling ways to just use it up or extend the expiration. And it turns out that, yeah, you could just use it to pay for stuff on Amazon. And 10,000 Hilton points is equal to $20 on Amazon. So not the best redemption ratio, but for points that were expiring anyway that I got for free, it was still free money on Amazon. So I did that for both myself and P2 for a total of $40. Finally, on the freebies and discounts front, we have the crazy Wendy's deal that happened right at the end of March. So... If you're on Slick Deals, or you may have even seen it on DOC, Wendy's tweeted that they were offering $30 off of any order on Wendy's when you order through DoorDash if you use the code Biggie. And people were like replying on Twitter being like, did you mean to say $30 or $3? And Wendy was like, no, we said it right. It's $30. And it was only if you ordered on DoorDash on March 30th or March 31st between 6 and 7 p.m., Eastern time. So only during that one hour window. And if you order during that one hour window and you add a biggie bag, which is, I think, what they were trying to promote with this promotion, biggie bag is sort of just like a, a meal. But if you include a biggie bag in your order, you'll get $30 off your entire order and delivery is free. It covers tax. The only thing it doesn't cover is tip. And as you can imagine, like the internet went insane because there's like hundreds of pages of comments, I think, on slick deals about people redeeming this offer. And as you might have guessed, DoorDash was uh, not built for the volume of traffic that was coming in. So the DoorDash app and the website were literally crashing during that one hour window. It was like DoorDash was getting DDoSed by people just trying to get free food. And yeah, we did it on March 31st. And it took like 20 minutes of refreshing the page and trying to apply this promotion, which kept throwing different errors each time you clicked it. Like the whole thing was a total mess, but eventually it went through. And yeah, we were able to get $30 of Wendy's food for just $5, which was the tip. Honestly, the challenge really was trying to figure out how to even get your order to $30 because... $30 at Wendy's for two people, even with the markups at DoorDash, is a ton of food. I mean, it was like two full meals with Frosties, with cookies and a salad on top. Like it was a lot of stuff, but I'm glad we were able to get it through. And honestly, I think the only people who lost on this offer were, as always, the DoorDash delivery drivers, because I heard stories of like Wendy's being flooded with 20 to 30 DoorDashers trying to pick up Wendy's orders and having to wait like an hour because Wendy's was trying to fulfill like a hundred of these orders because everyone was bombarding their local Wendy's with DoorDash orders. So all in all, I think they're probably never going to do that promotion again. But yeah, we got $30 of free Wendy's in March, which is an even better deal than those McDonald's deals that I was talking about in the previous episode. 
So then tallying up the freebies and discounts, we've got the $240 from Target, the $30 from Amazon for the Amex thing, and $40 from Amazon from the Hilton thing, then $30 from Wendy's for a total of $340 in freebies and discounts. So tallying everything up, we've got $2,370 from banks from the Huntington, Live Oak, Laurel, and DCU. Credit cards, we've got 394,000 Chase Ultimate Reward Points. Cell phones, we've got $340 from Mint. Freebies and discounts, there was $340 from Target, Amazon, and Wendy's for a grand total of $3,050 plus 394,000 Ultimate Reward Points. On the cash side of things, I do try and target like $1,000 a month as my churning goal. So barely scraped by there, but understandable given I sort of took January and February off. But on the points front, 394,000 chase points, that's a pretty good haul. Like that's almost half a million chase points in three months. Very, very happy about that. And I value those at at least 1.5 cents per point when it comes to travel. So it's like $6,000 worth of free travel. So... Yeah, overall pretty good quarter and couldn't have done it without you folks listening to and supporting the show. So thank you for that. And as always, you can find links to everything that we talked about today at thedailychurnpodcast.com. There's also the tracker, which shows all of these things in minute detail, along with my data points and comments and all that good stuff. So check it out if you haven't. But otherwise, I will catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. 